and he's holding your hand. Pastor Moore, jump on him, Jesus. How many lights going up the stairway? Or do you rather take the elevator? <laughs> I need the elevator tonight. I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> Praise God. Genesis 8 9. I got just a little verse here. Uh, I promise you we won't be very long tonight. We are because God, God, God busted up in here and doing something, okay? That's all right with me. It's, it's His church, His business anyway. Genesis 8, 9, I'm just really going to take a little thought out of this verse and um, talk about it just a minute. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot. She returned to him into the ark. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put, talking about Moses, I'm sorry. Talking about Noah. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in and took him into the ark. Because there's nowhere else to go. There's no other place for the sole of her feet. There was no other place to Find a place of rest when darkness was coming. That dove wasn't fixing to land on carcasses that was floating in the water. This dove came back. And I take it that Noah couldn't look out that window as he sends her out to see if the waters had descended to a point in place. And it had not because when she came back, he was there and waiting. And he reaches out and takes and pulls her back into the ark of safety. I believe there's a hand that's been working in this house tonight already. Trying to pull us back into a place of safety place of security a place of hope a place of life thank God for the ark thank God for a man by the name of Noah that found grace and was willing to work for 120 years on an ark amen and to be a preacher of righteousness was willing to be laughed at, sneered, made light of. And after a hundred years of it, no doubt, that probably became a little tiresome. Who knows, his own boys may at times just pondered and wondered, Daddy, are you sure about this? It's never rained. We, we don't even know what this is all about. But when the time came, you read it close enough, even the animals came in because God brought them 
I don't believe Noah went out and rounded them up. I believe they came of their own power, which wasn't their powers, God's power, that drawed them and brought them. I believe before this thing's over with, the Spirit of God is going to work upon this end time. And anybody that really wants to be saved, anybody that really wants to know Him, if they'll just lift their voice, if they'll just reach up, there's a hand that's reaching further down than you can reach up. But this hand can pull you into a place of safety tonight. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for the presence of God and the power of God that we felt in this service so far. So we ask you to move upon this house and move upon our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Help us here tonight to deliver your word. Help us, God, with all of our mind, with all of our heart, might, and strength. Under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the powers of your grace. Help us take a few minutes here tonight and speak something into the heart and the souls of the minds of your people. In that precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Lord bless you. You're a title keeper and like to keep a title tonight, the hand of deliverance, the hand of deliverance. I realize the verse that I've chosen tonight to maybe take this just as a, a little platform maybe or foundation, but how that Noah, he'd sent out a raven. Now, some say in the Hebrew writings that the raven continued back and forth. You take it for what it is. The scripture doesn't, hadn't really taught that. Doesn't say anything about the raven coming back. But he also sends out a dove. And when he sends this dove out, after a period of time, it makes its way back. And Noah reaches, takes that dove and pulls it back into safety. It delivers it from its toil, man, because it couldn't find a place of rest. Brother Ford's done mention this statement tonight, finding a place of rest. We won't have time tonight, but we know that rest is in the Holy Ghost. We know that rest, amen, is coming to the house of God and giving ourselves unto Him. We know that that rest and that place, amen, is under the shadows of the Almighty, dwelling in that secret place. We understand it's under His wings that we find that comfort and assurance. We're living in a world today and a time today that so many things that men relied upon to put their trust in and confidence in is becoming like sinking sand. It's not working like it once did. Security and comfort and peace and things of that nature, home after home even, has been tormented and, and being attacked from one side to the other. Amen. You can't get no real comfort from the political world. You're not going to get any real comfort. Amen man even from your own money and it is laid up and stored up it takes more and more a man to find a real comfort zone there and a buffered zone and then there's still really no promise of it because you never know when somebody may have swindled through the computers and through
through other means and ways and all of a sudden you wake up one morning and it's all gone because somebody from a foreign country or another place of thief has come in and it's just disappeared and it's gone and, and these things really are happening today but oh the only place that you're going to find comfort the only place that you're going to find true security the only place that you're going to find the only hand that you're going to find real deliverance in is no other hand but the hand of Jesus Christ amen no other place that you're going to find amen eternity and true peace and joy and contentment and satisfaction I'm telling you sin sin is running out of its days sin don't seem to bring satisfaction to people amen they want to indulge in it on just a Friday night or possibly a Saturday night but now they indulge in it on a Sunday and indulge in it on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and they got special events here and special events there but they can't find no contentment in it they can't find any satisfaction in it it don't bring what they're looking for the only place you gotta find is to find your house of God the only place you gotta find is to find yourself to the hands of the one called Jesus Christ cause he's the only true deliverer there is everything else is gonna come up short everything else is going to be sinking sand even people that's built their lives and gave their lives for religion it's going to sift out from under them the testing times are coming the trying times are coming to see whether or not if we really believe that this hand will keep us that this hand will hold us that this hand has reached down and delivered us tonight. Amen. We'll be able to sustain us. Amen. Be able to answer our prayers. Amen. There's somebody who's going to face a time. Amen. To take the mark or die. Amen. Take the mark or don't eat. Take the mark and don't trade. Somebody's going to face that. Somebody that's in Revelation. Somebody's going to be on this earth and be introduced to that. Hallelujah. I'm not saying we are. You got all different ideas and opinions about those areas but I can tell you this much I'd much rather put some preparations and get some things in my heart mind and spirit that when that moment comes I'd much rather be prepared hallelujah I'd much practice like we practice for a storm we always prepare for the worst and hope for the best don't we we always prepare amen if it comes our way and blows we're out of power and we're out of water and we're out of other resources and means we've stocked up and we've laid up amen and we made preparation I'd much rather prepare tonight amen because I know the hand that has delivered me and I know what he's delivered me out of he's delivered me out of circumstances and situations that I tried on my own but I always come up short I find myself going back to them bigger elements I find myself going back to those clutches I found myself going back until he was the one that set me free until he's the one that reached down and delivered me out of it until he brought me out of that mist he brought me out of that darkness he brought me out of that circumstance so we see man how that God through his grace mercy and kindness and I promise you I ain't going to preach long tonight but we'll take you again in Genesis take you to Genesis the 19th chapter it's a a time that we're pretty familiar with it's a time in Lot's life it's a time that he had made the decision to choose the watered plains and head it towards Sodom and Gomorrah. 
And after choosing to go in that direction, maybe at that point in time, he hadn't really planned to go into the cities. Maybe he hadn't planned to make that as his home. But he found himself in the city. In fact, he found himself sitting in the gate of the city. And when you read this particular chapter, the beginning of this chapter, you're going to see there was a visitation from two angels. A man that came and gave him a visitation. And he recognized who they were. He recognized who they was representing. And he, he meets them at the gate. And he goes there. And he, he tarries with them. And he persuades them they was going to stay out in the streets all night. But he persuaded them to come into his house. Amen. So he could fix for them and wash their feet. Amen. And make them feel well and get up early the next morning and leave out of the city. He really would love for them and just went on by. He would really love for that to happen. But that's not what happened. And you know the story. You know how the lewdness. Amen. And the corruptness of that city. And how they had sold themselves out from the elders unto the youngest. Because here they come knocking on Lot's door. Amen. We want to know those men. We want to know those that came in to you. And you know the story. And I'm not going into no details about his daughters. You know the story. Amen. But if you'll read on just a little further. You're going to read. But it comes to the time that Lot. Lot goes out. And he closes the door behind him. And she's trying to bargain with these elders. And she's trying to bargain with these young men. Because they had compassed his house. Amen. As he tries to bargain with them. Amen. And deal with them. And offer them different, different avenues. Amen. They finally put the pressure on him. Amen. And begin to talk and ridicule and judge him. Who do you think you are? Making yourself a judge in our city. And so we're going to attack and we're going to press upon you. And they was fixing to take a hold of him. But the angels reached out that door and they, they pulled the angels. Amen. Reached and they pulled him back into the house. And they smoked that, that crowd. Amen. With blindness. That they groped all night long trying to find the door and the access. I'm telling you, I'm serving a God tonight. Maybe you battle with some circumstances. Maybe you battle with some loss. Maybe you battle with some devils. Maybe you battle with something, but I know a God tonight hallelujah, that you'll just let his hand reach down, if you'll let his hand reach into your bosom, if you'll let his hand reach into your spirit, if you'll let his hand reach into your life, he can reach in there and pull you to a place of safety, he can pull you into a place of security, he can pull you into a place of nothing or nobody else can or will there's nobody like him to touch and to help us and to guide us along this journey so we keep going, and, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bypass a few, <laughs> but I want to back back up to Deuteronomy 28. This is time Moses' writings unto the Israelites, a time of actually telling them what's going to happen, what's going to transpire, and what's going to take place. And um, he says unto them. It shall come to pass that the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good, to, to multiply, so that the Lord would rejoice over you to destroy you. Listen to that. This is a side of God that nobody really wants to hear. This is a side of God that nobody believes that he will do that, that he's that kind of God. But this is Moses writing to the Israelites and telling them, where they're headed, what they're going into, and what's going to happen to them. And um, he says, and to bring you to naught, and that he shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. He said, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, and from one end of the earth even unto the other. 
There's a possibility tonight that there's probably some Jews in every nation, even still tonight, when God has scattered them now. And they still, they still live a man with people that want to real accuse them, mockery of them, and make light of them. A man and hesitant about a man having fellowship with them. In fact, most of them keeps their identity to themselves. You have to ask them. I remember a man, whenever, what's the guy that bought all that? Has all the money it bought uh, just recently? Yes. I didn't have a clue who this guy was. So they brought it up to the store. I said, I bet he's a Jew. Some of these are them phones in just a few minutes said, well, look at him. He's a Jew. But they don't announce it. They don't advertise it. They don't let everybody know who they are. So here Moses' writings, and, and I just got a little point I'm make here, and then we're going to. He says, from the end of the earth even to the others, and there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither, the, neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. You, you that was introduced to this Jehovah God, that experienced God, that saw him on that mountain, and saw him like lightning and fire. And, but you're going to find yourself bound down to stone and wood. And among these nations shall thou find no ease, no place of rest, no place of comfort, no satisfaction. It, it, it just won't ever happen. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart, a heart full of anxiety. I thought of our world. I thought where we're living. I thought the things that we're facing today. How much of this, that's so much unrest, so much dissatisfaction, so much mumbling and complaining. Yet America's got more than she's ever had. She eats more than she's ever ate. Amen. She's blessed, amen, with all kind of gadgets and, and, and things of this nature. We, we don't have a problem for shoes and clothes and things of like this. Man, we're just blessed. But yet we're one of the most uncontent people and dissatisfied people. Amen. That's one thing that's amazing. I've heard several of the missionaries talk about it. And when they go to some of these other countries and places, and he said, you begin to notice that there's no children that lives in dirt huts and places like no air, no nothing like that. Not even hardly enough food. They don't even know if they got enough food for the next week. But they're yet to seem to be happy and content and satisfied and really don't know. And, and so, you know, we can just see some things happening like that. But, but it goes on, the next statement, amen and a failing of the eyes. Amen. In other words, Proverbs talked to said to people that has no vision. Amen. They'll lose their way. They have no hope. Amen. They, they're going to they're gonna die. They're going to fall off. There's not going to be anything to them. Amen. And I'm telling you, the visions of this world is slowly but surely fading out. Amen. What used to be such a glamour, what used to be such a pulling power. Amen. Now all of a sudden it's not so glamorous. Amen. Because the way they're attacking 
attacking one another and in riling up against one another. But oh, I'm glad tonight that we got a hold of something here tonight. We've experienced a deliverance like nobody else. And we don't have to bow down, amen, to this world or the systems of this world and the beliefs of this world. I don't have to depend on the government. I don't have to depend on nobody else. My dependency, amen, is on Jesus Christ. He's going to supply my every need. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. When there's no food, amen, at Walmart. When there's no food at Burger King and McDonald's. I'm glad I know a God I can call on. I'm glad I know a Savior that I can call And I know I've heard the statement I make mention of it lately. Oh, well, old country boy's going to survive. Not when God gets ready to shut her down, sweetheart. God can take all the fish out of the creek. God can take all the fish out of the river. God can take every deer and every hog, every quail, every rabbit. Amen. God can take every single one of them. Could it be that God's setting up a stage? Hallelujah. We got to make up in our minds who we're going to serve. We're going to make up in our minds who we're going to really trust. And the more this country keeps leaning toward drugs and giving herself to them, Take them to get up in the morning. Take them to lay us down at night. Take us to make us, guide us through the day. I'm leery of all that. I may be as dumb as a day is long, but I'm still leery with a lot of that stuff. I'm a little hesitant about all that stuff. And I still don't understand why and why it got a hold of me. We don't know what we're taking. You don't know, and I made that statement before COVID ever showed up. Hmm. You don't know what you're injecting into these bodies. You're just taking them at their word, and you're just having to trust them. And then we come to the house of God, and we don't take trust what's... Huh. We don't want to believe, and we don't respond... And people look at us when we do it that we're a bunch of loonies. I'd rather be a loony on the Word of God and staying in the Word of God than be a loony and then get joined up with some of that. Amen. I know where I found my rest. I know where I found a comfort. I know whenever it looked like the whole world was seeking out from under us. Amen. And God said, hey, it ain't time to let anxiety get hold of your heart. I tell you, if there's ever been a time, I tell you, if I've ever been more anchored than I have right now tonight, I'm anchored. I'm not worried about the storms. I'm I'm not worried about the devil. I'm not worried about the problems of all the families. I said, I'm not worried about all the problems of the families. If you want to live for God, you can live for God. If you don't, there ain't nothing I can do for you. I can pray until I'm blue in the face. I can fast and do everything else. But until you and I fall in love with God, don't trust God. We can just hang it up. Your money's not going to get you out. Your education's not going to get you out. Your mama's name's not going to get you out. There's only one. So we got to get to that place. We got to get to that place. And so, when I looked at this, It said, the failing of the eyes and the sorrow of mind. And then when you back back up the next verse, the 64, said that they would have to bow down and they would worship images and gods at the hands of others. 
This was fulfilled in Daniel, the third chapter. Can you give me just a minute there? In the Daniel, the third chapter, we know the story very well. There was an image, Nebuchadnezzar, it's set up. <laughs> he calls everybody in, he calls the sheriffs, the governors, everybody that was somebody, and all the people. I read back through that again this evening, something dawned on me. I believe there was a people from every nation there. I believe there was a people from every language that was there. Including some Jews. You know the story how that they was three little Hebrew boys. A man that had purpose in their hearts before they ever left Judah. A man that we're not going to bow to their gods. We're not going to bow to their systems. But we're going to worship the true God. We may be young. We may be in our teenage years. But we're going to know what God we're going to worship even in Babylon. We're not going to change the God that we're going to worship. And nobody's going to force us. And nobody's going to make us to bow down to any images. And you watch this. They went over there by the thousands. But you can only read of three. I don't know where Dan was at at this time. But I just know in this particular area. There was three little Hebrew boys. And it made up in their minds. We're not bowing. I'm telling you we live in a world today. The, table, the devil's taking people on the left. And the devil's taking people on the right. And he's blinding them. It's a time for a brand new awakening in America. It's a brand new time. Amen. For a brand new revelation of God. The power of God. And the love of God. And the revelation of his word. And his power to move in our lives. And to move into our hearts. That Sunday ain't just another Sabbath day. And Sunday's just not another day in the week. But the Sunday is the most important day of my life. Can I just help us out a little bit tonight? Can I pastor us just a little bit tonight? I've, I've said this before. And, and I didn't really plan to say this tonight. But you know what? I wouldn't plan events on Saturday evenings and nights to keep me out late. That when I got to the house of God on Sunday and Sunday night. I'm done. I'm out. Because I've worshipped and bowed down for six days in a row. I'm burnt out. But I'll get up on Monday morning. And earlier before that, and earlier than what I was at Sunday school. And I won't be late for work. I won't be late to make a dollar. Tell me who you serving. Tell me who you bowed down to. Hey man, come on. Help me out here. I'm telling you, it's a time. Get our priorities back in place. Oh, I feel some resistance coming. That's all right. You go ahead and resist it. But I'm telling you, if we don't get our priorities, there'll be a day you wish you had a. Thousands of them bowed to that image. Jews. You read how many they took over with them and just fell in with the crowd. They some in this house tonight. I know I'm a little harsh. I don't mean to be. I just I got, I'm trying to get you stirred. They some in this house. You have put little 
and no effort in worshiping your creator. But if you have a, sh- a wreck tomorrow, I can already hear the phone call. Screaming and hollering. And there's nothing I can do about it. Because you wouldn't listen when the time you could have. And you stepped across the line. And if you ain't careful, you'll start blaming the preacher. And you'll start blaming the church. And blaming everybody else, including God. When all's said and done, if you'll just make up in your mind, this God will make a way where there seemed to be no way. These three Hebrew boys that made up in their mind were not bowing. Our God's going to deliver us. Our God's going to make a way. Amen. And it frustrated and irritated. Never, never could answer to a point. He said, I'll tell you what. We're going to heat up that furnace, buddy. Seven times hotter than it's ever been. And he took his mighty men. Now you watch this. He bound them. Hand and foot. He didn't have to do that. Really he didn't. They didn't try to run. I don't believe they cried. I don't believe they begged. I don't believe they resisted. We're not careful today. We pull out our... I'm going to shoot y'all for If we're not careful. They didn't do any of that. They knew one thing. God was going to deliver them. One way or the other. But they made one thing plain to that old, that old, that old king. We're not bowing down to you. Somewhere in our minds and hearts and spirits tonight, we got to start making up in our minds. Because if we don't start fighting some of these giants and killing some of these spirits, this generation don't have a chance. This generation don't have a chance. If the church don't get wakened up, the church don't get stirred up, and you and I don't get stirred up about fighting these demons and lazy attitudes and lazy spirits, amen, and good present these bodies holy and acceptable unto God with fasting and prayer, hallelujah, that we can do things they see the miracles and see the power of God there'll be a generation that won't know not one thing about Pentecost I sure wouldn't plan on preaching this tonight but you can watch them Let's back up. Nebuchadnezzar told him when he brought him in. He said, you know, it could have been they just didn't hear. It could have been they just quite didn't understand. You know, some people, you know how you've got to just present it to them a different way. Are you hearing me? That devil's looking for avenues in one way or the other to inject some things. He'll do it through this musical department. Huh. He'll do it through those pews. He'll even, he, he's got strong enough now, he can do it from the pulpit. Hmm. So at the 15th verse, he says, Now it. Now, if he be ready, 
that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet and the flute, the harp, the sagbut, the psalter, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, I'm going to give you another shot at it. I'm going to give you another opportunity at it. If you don't like this, and we'll try this, uh, we'll try a different one. I'm telling you, our world's being conditioned for the Antichrist. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, our world is being conditioned for the Antichrist. And you and I better get in the condition that we can stand against him and resist him and get it made up in our minds. If it costs us our lives, then we're ready to die for it. We're ready to go to this chopping block. We're ready to be cast into that fire. See, that was just pretty Sunday school lessons. And as long as that's all we left, the devil was fine with it. But when you start bringing it into reality and following the footsteps of them and the pattern of it and the example of it, hey man, you stir up a different ball game you stir up a wickedness and an evilness a man that wants to attack and stop the power of this God when you go down to the 25th verse let me let me back up I'm getting ahead of myself let me just I noticed something in the reading it again this evening that I really hadn't paid a whole lot of attention to before. But for some reason it leaped out to me tonight. The 21st verse. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosens, and their hats. You know, I have a feeling you could tell by their attire. <laughs> they stuck out like sore thrums. You could pick them out pretty quick. When they said, hey, them three Jews, yeah, that one, and that one, and that one. Because <laughs> they didn't dress like everybody else. They didn't look like everybody else. They had already made up their minds. Many, many trials and temptations were prior to this one. We're not bowing. We're not changing. We're not shortening up. We're not widening up. We're not changing any of it. Hey, man, I'm telling you, holiness is going to take coldness. And without coldness, no man is going to see him. And I know it's not just on the outside. It's got to be on the inside. But you can't have it on the inside and not have it on the outside. I'm telling you, I'm telling you tonight, we've got to look like we want to be God's vessels and used by the power and the mercy of God. We've got to present ourselves. And so, in all that, with their coats on, something about them coats. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't hardly ever mention this one. What did the Lord cover Adam and Eve with? What's called coats? How many of you ever seen coats without sleeves? That's the first one. See, dress. Let's go back to the original. So I kind of like going back to the coke. Thank God they went back to the original. I don't drink one, but every once in a while, but when I get one, I want it to be a coke. And I want it to have some fizz to it. And I want it to burn from the time it enters my mouth till it bottoms out in the bottom of my belly. Amen. Because I don't want a shook up coke. You shake that coke up, throw it in the garbage. You earn it. Ain't in no sense in open it. Amen. Because you took all the fear. When all that stuff fizzed out and you popped that cap and it run out on the counter, 
then you took all the good out of it. Hallelujah. So that's the same way with the Holy Ghost. Just one thing after another. He's just constantly taken away. And you'll find yourself when the real testing time comes. Not have the power or the courage or the faith or the trust to believe that God can do it. You got to be careful. You cave in a little here. You'll cave in a little somewhere else. You keep caving in. It's kind of like a creek, buddy. Those banks keep caving in. After a while, she won't have much, much depthness to her. She may be wide. But you can forget the big old ship sailing through. You can forget bringing some real cargo through. You have to go and dredge it and pull it back out. And folks, come on, life will do us the same way. Sometimes we got to have the word of God and the voice of God to reach into our hearts. And, and we got to let that hand reach down into our hearts and reach down into our spirit and bring deliverance into our lives like we once experienced it, like we once had it. Hallelujah. The glory of God and the power thereof, the dance that's in our feet, the joy that's on our faces. Hey, I'm going to keep preaching about that. I read and heard some articles just this week from other preachers about the countenance about the countenance I'm telling you our countenance makes all the difference in the world that shine that glory that smile that joy about being in the house of God about being in the presence of God hey man this is where I'm at this is what I live for this is the joy of my life this is the heartbeat of my life hey man this is more important than money this is more important than job this is more important than my family cause you can't have a good family without serving God with all of your heart So as you watch them, <laughs> therefore, because the king had commanded, was urgent, the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took Gimp, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's pretty hot. That wasn't just a bunch of wimps that was throwing him in or something. That was his best. And he consumed them. But watch the next verse. But Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, astounded. He's beside himself. He rose up, the Bible says, with haste. I believe he runs over as close as he could. He looks over in there and he questions. Hey, hey, didn't we throw three in? All of a sudden, there's four. And he likens him unto the Son of God. But if you go on to the 28th verse, you'll see he calls it an angel. Okay? An angel. Now, you watch this. They had bound them. That's exactly what the devil's trying to do. Bind us up with one thing or another. Bind you, bind you, shackle you down. <laughs> Amen. And so you know what God does? He sends a fiery trial. Not to destroy us, but to set us free. To loose us. Because unless you tested and tried 
and find out if you trust God or not. You really don't know. You'll just stay bound. But all of a sudden, whenever you come to that place, hey, I got to trust God. I'm going to rely on God. I'm not bound. I'm not giving in. And all of a sudden, you know what's going to happen? The fire trial that you've thrown into, the only thing that's going to loosen is what's got you bound by the enemy. And that's to be burned loose. And that's what's going to set you free. If you'll read on to the next verse. Amen. They come out of there. So their coats didn't show any sign of any burn. Amen. Their, 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 the hats they had on. The stockings they had on. Didn't any of that. Amen. Didn't even have the smell of smoke on it. They come out of there. Amen. You know what? The king decided. Hey, we need all to bow down to these Hebrew boys. God, that's what you and I need to do. And so we realize, Sister Moore, you can come. I told you I wasn't going to be long tonight. Well, I got three more pages, but I don't feel to. Well, he said it. I'm I'm going to go a little further here. It's only ten after eight. Psalmist put it this way. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thy hand. Forget not the humble. 37 says, though he fall. Now the 23rd verse is talking about he orders the steps. A man of a good man. And the 24th verse says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Psalm 73 and 23 says, a man, thou hast holden me by my right hand. Amen. I could carry you to Matthew the 14th chapter and through 25 through 31. We can read about an apostle called Peter. Amen. That's out on a journey and all of a sudden Jesus is coming in and they think it's a spirit and out of fear they cry out to him and when they realize and recognize it's Jesus. Peter says unto Jesus, Jesus if it's you can I come? And Jesus says come. And so Jesus, Peter I mean steps out of the boat and the Bible says he's walking on water. All of a sudden because of boastful ways and things of that nature fear gets a hold of him he starts to sink him and he cries out to Jesus he said save me Jesus and Jesus takes him by the right hand amen Jesus takes him by the right hand and pulls him and brings him back into the safety hey I'm telling you Jesus and the Holy Ghost and the word of God is working in Bendale to pull us back into safety to pull us back into the ark to pull us back behind the veil that we can experience God like never before but it's up to you tonight It's up to you tonight what you're going to do with it. Because, see, God's not just a God on Sunday. He's your God on Monday, too. He's your God on Tuesday. And you know what? I don't believe the Apostle Paul, Peter ever forgot about that. Because the first miracle you read about in the New Testament was Peter and John in the hour of prayer going to the temple. And there was a man from his mother's womb had been laid at the gate called beautiful. And Peter and John walks up and tells him, silver and gold, have we not? That have most of us depressed right there. I'm just being honest. Amen. Because we don't have two or three hundred dollars in our pocket or, or, you know, two or three stored up somewhere. How well would you sleep tonight if your bank account was zero? 
how well would you sleep tonight that you didn't have anything in any boxes or any other place that you could find, nor a job tomorrow? How well could you sleep tonight? How many hours in a week did we put making a dollar compared to how many hours we spend church praying? It's the last time that we discussed a job, and the first thing we wanted to know about. How much is it paying? I ain't getting on to nobody here, okay? I'm just telling you where we're at. What runs this country. They'll sell their bodies for it. They'll take all type of risk for it. They'll lie and steal for it. And it's all about the love of money because the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> Peter said, silver and gold have I not. But such... As I have. <laughs> Again, man, he reaches out. That right hand in the name of Jesus now to rise up. He pulls him, buddy. He puts some actions with that prayer. Amen. He puts some faith with that. Amen. He reaches out and gets a hold of him and pulls him up. And guess what? Nobody had to coach that guy. Nobody had to beg that guy. Nobody had to do any of that. The Bible says he's leaping and praising and making his way into the temple, buddy. Everybody knew who he was. Isn't that that old lame man from his mother's womb? Hallelujah. Sitting down there. Hallelujah. This worth pushing and magnifying. Why? Because somebody reached him up and pulled him out of that condition. Because somebody to reach down and that's going to be our prayers it's going to pray pray them out of the pits out of that barricade it's going to be our prayers that's going to pull them out of darkness it's going to be our prayers that helps get them behind the veil to Jesus Christ as we stand here tonight there's nothing like Nothing can take the place of it. When you experience it by yourself or in the house of God, in a service even like we have here tonight, it has increased. I believe personally it has increased this year here in this local assembly. But we're kidding ourselves if we think the devil's just going to sit on the sideline and just let it happen. Without a fight, without trying to stick his own head up, without trying to cause us distractions. <laughs> Can I ask us tonight? Somewhere along this journey, we got to get to the place. I don't have to wait, and I get to a crowd of a 200, 300, 400, or 1,000. I'm not criticizing. I want you to go. And when you go, I want you to get involved. But if we can't get involved here, when the presence of God is here, then shame on us. We're a hypocrite when we go somewhere else and we just join in with the crowd. It wasn't really about the power of God and the presence of God. It was just, I'm just going to join in with the crowd.
something got to get inside of us. Because I'm telling you, if you read throughout that Bible, the majority never worshipped. The majority never was willing to stand for God. You're never going to be on the majority side of it. But you're going to be that few. You're going to be that few. That remnant. But God always managed to get a remnant. A few. Some will stand. We'll put up the We'll hear your voice. You don't believe that? Read your prophets. Baal had how many? How many Elijahs was there? <laughs> Jezebel had how many? How many Elijahs were there? If you put both of those groups together, it's 850 false ones. But there's only one Elijah. And when showtime came, 850, and you're talking about being sincere. You're talking about getting beside themselves. You're talking about becoming emotional. You're talking about jumping and screaming, tearing down the altars, and cutting themselves until the blood gut. Trying to get a God called Baal to answer. That was not going to answer. was this one man, this one man, Elijah. But you got to remember, this man knew what it was like to be lowered down into the mire. They lowered him down into that well, into the mire, and sunk him up and left him there to die. I've never thought about it, but I'm often going to ask Bishop Odom. I mean, you remember him preaching that here one time. And he made this statement that they lowered him into the cesspool of the city. That's where they had lowered him into that mire. To the point and place that when the one was sent to rescue him, he had to send down rags to that metal well that he had to put under his armpit. This is God's man now. <laughs> this is God's man. That he had to put rags under his armpits and that rope man so they wouldn't pull him apart and pull his arms out and so frail and hungry and been without food and water so long now God came to pull him out God's still in the pulling business ladies and gentlemen it's still called a pulpit to pull us out of the pits of hell and pull us out of the miry clay and pull us out of those old pits. I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can on this journey to push you off. Amen. To get you in a situation, to get you caught up in something. That's the reason you got to be vigilant. That's the reason you got to be sober because you got an adversary to sit and snaps and snares and traps to try to bind you up. But we got a God that loves us with an everlasting love. Hey, we don't know what may just happen right here. She may not go back to mama tomorrow, but prayer was made over this vessel. Blood was pleaded over her tonight. And who knows what may happen 10 years from now. When she comes walking back in here, none of us don't even recognize her. 
And because we had a few weeks and a few months with her, and prayer was made with honesty and with sincerity, it changed the outcome of the vessel, amen, because somebody was there enough to believe, because somebody was willing, amen, to cry out, because somebody's willing to take on the battle. come to sing here tonight what about the hand of deliverance the hand of deliverance in this house tonight the psalmist got it right in Psalms 40 and 2 he brought me up also out of the horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Why don't you just come one more time? I know we're wore out, but why don't you come one more time tonight? Let's just join in just a few minutes with this song. Thanking God for that hand that brought deliverance. Thank God for that hand that's bringing us back to the house of God. Thank God for this opportunity to feel his touch, to feel his presence into our lives and our hearts. I appreciate all of you that's willing to respond and come up. God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. Amen. As you, you've come and come to join with us and to magnify and exalt him a minute here. Let his voice, let his hand touch you. As they sing in this house tonight, God bless you.
creation out of us and put the will and the passion that's desire in us to serve him talk to him about it pray to him about it God will do it God bless you you may be seated got any birthdays tonight Tate alright come on Tate anyone else Anyone else? Let me, while everybody's getting kind of situated there, let's don't forget there's a sign-up sign up sheet in the back, amen, for a bridal shower, amen, to Paul and Ariana. So uh, a sign-up sheet in the back, back there, so don't forget that, ladies. Any other birthdays? All right, well, let's sing happy birthday to Tate tonight. God bless him. Amen. Got to take a pretty picture. <laughs> All right. Good hand tonight. God bless him. All right. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries tonight? I don't think, but all right. Let's don't forget this coming Wednesday and Thursday night. Amen. Brother Phillips will be back with us. That's Wednesday and Thursday night. Okay. Amen. And Wednesday night. That's right. We're still going to try to have children's church Wednesday night. Amen. Okay. I uh, got some. I believe you can handle that. If not, they can bring them all in here. Praise God. All right. So we're going to let, let that play out and hopefully it works well. Okay. All right. Any other announcements? Brother Sanford will be with us Sunday and Monday night. And then the following week, amen, Brother Phillips will be back Sunday. And then the following Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All right. Which should be the 7th, 8th, and 9th of September. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissing the fear of the Lord. <laughs>